Good day to you ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Film Focus, episode 150, the double review for Bullet Train and Prey. Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen of the North, South, East, and West, and welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I'm your host, the Hyperson55, and I'm glad you decided to join me once again for some film-related discussion. And here we are with another review session. Now, in the time since my last review, which I think was Thor: Love and Thunder, there were a couple films here and there that I did want to do individual reviews on, but honestly, as I've said on a few occasions, life just gets in the way, and I just didn't have the time. But also, some of these films left me feeling like I could talk about them, but I don't know how enthusiastic I would be doing the review. And one thing I don't want to do is give you something that feels you know, lazy, unenthusiastic, because if I'm bored, then you're bored, and you'll probably switch off before the bloody thing's over. So I decided to wait, marinate for a little bit, and then see what films are on the horizon that would really you know, pique my interest. And then we got to the time that Bullet Train came around. And even though I was going to do an individual episode on that, but since it came out around the time that Prey was debuting on Showtime, which is on Disney Plus over here in the UK, I was like, screw it, let's just put these two together. And so that is why we have another double review on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. Bullet Train and Prey. Both films have very interesting elements to them, but one of them I enjoyed a lot more than the other. And if you know who I am personally, then you pretty much know which one I liked more. But we'll get to that in a minute. So we'll do Bullet Train first because I saw that one earlier on this week. And then I'll do Prey, which I saw yesterday. And yeah, don't worry about spoilers. I ain't going to tell you nothing. But yeah, this should be a fun little discussion about both of these films. So without further ado, let's move on to Bullet Train. All right. So yeah, now we're talking about Bullet Train. And this is an interesting film because... While I've not been crazy hyped for it, it always sort of existed at the back of my mind as one of those films that was going to be showing up during this summer. And I think my main interest in it was the fact that David Leach was directing it. Obviously, he was part of the directing duo that gave us John Wick, but then after that initial film, he split it off to do his own unique entries and obviously jump on certain genre films afterwards. So he did Atomic Blonde, which by all accounts was a pretty darn good movie. And I thought it was pretty cool. And he did a pretty good job with Deadpool 2, which I do like more so than the first film, which I know is a slightly unpopular opinion. And then he did Hobson Shaw, which was literally one of the most ridiculous films I saw in that summer. But it was ridiculous in a way where I was like, you know what, I can almost just about buy into this foolishness. It fitted pretty well into the Fast and Furious pantheon of nonsense. Um, although... I have slightly soured on it since then, but with this film, Bullet Train, I thought the idea was interesting, and I thought, especially after I saw the trailers, which I'd say had me intrigued enough, not blown away, not to the point where I was just like, oh my god, I have to see Bullet Train, but I was intrigued enough where I'm like, okay, I've seen this kind of story before, 
where you have several different individuals who are all converging on one location and there seems to be at least some sort of MacGuffin that someone needs to get and there's a bunch of other people up, you know trying to get that same item as well I was I was intrigued you know so then when I saw maybe some maybe some minor early reviews coming out some people saying it was pretty good or some people saying it was just okay so I was trying to figure out where you know I would sit with this film and after watching it like on I think it was Thursday last week I can say I was the film ended up being something different not what I expected but once I tried to get my head past that the film was pretty decent I wouldn't say it was like you know amazingly good like some other people would say but I wouldn't say it was like you know crazy bad either it was just pretty good with some really fun elements in there I just wish I was hoping for something different um, I'm not sure how much of that I'll be able to say in the review without going into spoilers but I will try my best to convey how I feel so first up is story so the plot for this film can be summed up as the following the film centers on Ladybug an assassin that doesn't have the best of luck and he decides to take on this new mission which is situated on a bullet train in Japan which he hopes will be a straightforward peaceful and non-confrontational mission however unbeknownst to him there are an eclectic number of lethal individuals on the same train who have their own individual reason for being there and while everyone seems pretty separated at first as the film continues you discover that there are larger forces at play that have brought them together and that's a way for me to summarize the film without going into the area of spoilers now if i were to describe this film in one word i would say it was fun it knew what kind of film it was it had some serious elements in there but it definitely leaned into the absurdity of the situation when it came to its setting how people were killed how people interacted with each other whether it was civil conversations that got a little heated or full-on altercations whether they were verbal or physical this film was all sorts of crazy and it escalated as the film continued not only in terms of the fights the overall action sequences but also the nature of the plot which had surprising amounts of layers to it so by the time the end result is like you know everything is converging you're just like what the bloody hell is this movie but it all works and it's mostly an interesting and satisfactory product I just wish in some cases some of this was you know scaled back a little bit and a little bit more simple and it's hard for me to describe exactly what I mean by that without going into the era spoilers but let me just say what things I liked about the plot one of the things I liked about it was it's non-linear storytelling where you hopped around in time when it came to understanding some of these character backstories seeing how some people were here and how some of these stories intersected as well you get to hop from present times to stuff that's happening concurrently just in a different part of the train to obviously a bunch of things in the past as well and just when you think you know what's going on there are a few cuts to different points in time which you know either helps like fill out certain situations or recontextualizes how you think about certain things that are transpiring at this current point in time which is pretty cool I thought the humor was pretty solid I know there was a lot more people laughing in the cinema than I was some people thought this film was bloody hilarious and like you know more power to them for me anyone who knows me knows that I find humor to be extremely subjective so certain things that are like crazy funny to everyone else just isn't as funny to me I thought there were certain moments that were you know pretty pretty funny but nothing that ever made me go you know laugh out loud you know 
And um, I love the setting. I think a lot of that is down to how the film is presented. And that's definitely more of the presentation side of things that we'll get to later on. But obviously, being a big fan of Japan and their culture, being able to see some of that all happening in real time and the way in which it was handled, especially on a bullet train as well, which I've always wanted to ride one of those things because they look cool as hell. I just like uh, how the setting factored into some of the uh, plot elements and how they handle it with certain characters. That was pretty cool. I think, yeah, the major nitpick I'd say I had with the film is that I was hoping for something a little bit more simple. Uh, with the trailer, I'd seen certain films like this before where you had a bunch of, like, you know, killers or, like, individuals who all converge on a location because they're all after something or someone. And I thought that this film would, you know, be a unique spin on that, which it technically is, but I was hoping for something a little bit more straightforward because as the plot starts to go on, you realize that there are layers and layers of stuff happening here with certain characters who are like, you know, really strangely linked. And sometimes it feels like a stretch that some of these things are happening and it feels a little convoluted. I felt like, you know, it could have been a little bit more straightforward. But that being said, there are a number of action films that get released, whether it be on streaming or sometimes in the cinema that just don't have that much meat to them. So to see a film with this amount of layers and with it being executed as nicely as it is, I can't really fault the film for that. It's just, again, personal preference, I would have wanted something a little simpler. And while this is going into the character department a little bit, I will just say this here. I do feel like some of the characters were done a bit of a disservice. Some people came in and you thought that they would play a bigger part in this film. Now granted, you knew that a bunch of these individuals would die and you'd only be left with a handful of people to work with in the end, but the fact is that some of these characters really got shortchanged when compared to other people and I was just like, ugh, yeah, I feel bad for you, my friend. You probably looked like you were going to do something hardcore and while some people did do, like, you know, a fair amount in the short time that they were given, I just wish uh, it'd been better balanced out, you know? Alright, now it's time to talk about the cast. And I thought most of everybody did a pretty good job in this film. But as I said before, some stand out more so than others. Now, the tricky thing about this is that I can't remember how many people were revealed in the trailers. But there are some really wonderful surprise appearances from certain individuals and I don't want to ruin those for you so I will literally just highlight the characters who I liked but you know leave out some of the other individuals so you can see them for yourself if you decide to see the film so Brad Pitt as Ladybug I thought he was fun he was a dude who was very likable he was just trying to get by do a job and get away and he's always trying to handle things in a non-confrontational kind of way, which leads to some hilarious situations with a bunch of the other individuals he comes across. Brad Pitt looks like he's having fun. He does the action pretty well. I just like this, like, you know, version of Brad Pitt. He's just really fun to watch, you know? That's just the best way for me to describe him. Uh, Joey King as the prince, I thought she was pretty decent as well. A surprising little character who has this sort of air about them where they come across as a meek shy little like you know girl but obviously there is more nefarious things going on with her i thought her plot points played out very interestingly over the course of the film and she was one of those characters that you love to hate 
At least I think that's the right way to use that. Um, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, along with Brian Tyree Henry as Tangerine and Lemon, they were an interesting duo. I like those guys a lot. And Aaron Taylor-Johnson, I love it when he gets to use his English accent and just go ham with like that sort of cockney, rude kind of accent because it's one of those things that you rarely get to see done in a big production. It's just that sometimes it feels rare to ever see English actors actually get to use their accents in some of these big major movies. So it was great to see him and Aaron Taylor Johnson was just fun. Brian Tyree Henry was really good in his role. However, that accent was ghastly. And while it's not the worst I've ever heard, I think Don Cheadle still takes the cake for that in the Oceans movies. I still wish that Henry just got to use his own voice sometimes the accent wasn't too bad when it didn't require like you know is it too much shouting or like crazy words but there were certain points where you could hear that american literally bleeding right through and it's just like oh mate it's just not good and me and my sister were just looking at each other on a couple of occasions where it's just like we could tell that that accent is cracking my friend and while you could argue that his questionable accent just sort of leans into the absurdity of the film and while considering the nature of these two characters relationship you can sort of see why the why the action might not be 100% at the same time i'm just like either get a better actor who can do the accent better or hire an english person or just don't do it <laughs> but yeah uh, Brian Tyree Henry was still pretty darn good in the movie, you know, save for that accent. Uh, Andrew Koji was fine. Hiroki Sonata was wonderful. I love seeing him in anything. He's always super cool, super chill, stoic, aggressive on occasions, but just that guy just exudes badass energy, and he came to play in this film really well. Bad Bunny had an interesting role to play in this film, and... I guess that's it. That's the only people I can really like uh, mention without going into some of the more spoiler-based people. Alright, and now it's time to talk about the presentation, which I thought was pretty solid. Visually, this film was pretty darn good with some really fun hand-to-hand -hand combat that was sprinkled with the right balance of kinetic energy, chaos, a good use of the environment, and also throwing in some nice humor in between. But beyond the hand-to-hand -hand combat sequences, you also had some cool gunfights and some other stuff that was happening in the interior and exterior locations, especially with the train itself, which again, I can't spoil because it's part of like the latter side of the film, but some of the stuff in there was really cool, visually interesting. I wish that some of the hand-to-hand -hand combat was choreographed in a little bit more of a fancier way, but it did what it needed to do. Everybody got to showcase their unique abilities and there was just like <laughs> some really strange yet fun moments here and there with some of these characters. Um, and I love the look of the film, the strong use of colors, everything really popped. A lot of really cool uh, vivid neon colors sprinkled on the train, certain places in Japan and some of the other locations that we get to visit in the film. The color, the lighting was all very nice. And some of the CGI that was used in the film, it was mostly competent. I wouldn't say it was like bad, but some of it just had moments where some of it looked a little blurry. But again, it wasn't like crazy bad. It was just certain things that I noticed here and there. 
but overall really good the violence was pretty well handled as well with a lot of really cool blood and some cool kills and uh when it came to the film score it was done by a guy by the name of what's his name again dominic lewis and it was decent but nothing too memorable i think it was sort of you know put to the background with the amount of like notable like japanese songs or japanese covers of notable songs that were used in the film as well so yeah there's that so yeah when it comes to the conclusion bullet train was a good time and i would probably recommend it if you're looking for something that's fun doesn't take itself too seriously and has a lot of really crazy action with a pretty cool cast then yeah it wasn't what i was expecting and while Obviously, preconceived ideas should never come at the expense of your enjoyment of a film. I can't help but feel like under slightly, you know, reworked circumstances, I would enjoy this film more. But yeah, this film is still pretty solid and I would recommend it. All right. With that being said, we're going to move on to Prey. All right. So now we move on to Prey. And mate, this film, whoo, there's a lot to discuss. But before that, let's just do a little bit of background. Now, the original Predator from 1987 is one of my all-time favorite films. I've watched that thing countless times since I was a kid, and I love its quotable lines, the crazy action sequences, the idea of an alien boogeyman running around in cloaked armor, taking out dudes one by one until you had the final battle with Arnie. It's a fabulous film with a great film score. It's a classic. Then you had Predator 2, which... I didn't really properly watch until I watched it in 2018 and was able to like fully comprehend what was going on and it has some interesting ideas with its setting, some of the secondary cast, Danny Glover and you know some of the kills that happened in that film but it just doesn't hit the same. Then obviously you had the AVP films that showed up in between that and Predators that showed up in 2010. AVP 1 has some decent elements but I just don't like the way that film is, you know, crafted uh, and the story just doesn't hit the same. And AVP 2, you know, uh, which is the Requiem one, so dark, the cast is basically nothing and they wasted the idea of the Predalien like hybrid. So then when you got to Predators from 2010, I quite liked that film because it took the original idea of the first film but then took it into space introduced some more predators with different types of uh, sizes and weaponry and had a eclectic cast of you know was it not only races but also their different individual like uh, styles of assassination and stuff i just wish that that film had just hit the nail on the head a little better i would say that film was about 70 to 80 percent nearly pitch perfect it's just that the latter side of the film sort of you know wasted everything and then you have the predator from 2018 which i was stupidly hyped for because they got shane black in to work on this again after his successful run with uh kiss kiss bang bang i like iron man 3 so don't at me and then the nice guys this guy was making some cool stuff but apparently production was a nightmare. There was some really controversial behind the scenes stuff that happened. It felt like stuff had been chopped up. It was a waste of the cast. And the fact that you had a predator going up against some big burly predator and some weird storyline with a kid with uh, autism and stuff. And the end of that film, which was just absolute hot garbage, uh, which still pisses me off to this day. It was such a waste. I was checked out of the franchise so hard 
and then Prey was announced. I think before it even had its name, and I was just like, nah, don't do it. I'm already checked out. I don't need any more films in this franchise. But slowly but surely, with the director that was announced, the setting, and then when I finally saw the trailer, I'm like, okay, there is potential here for fun, but I don't want to get my hopes up too much. And then, just around the time of the film's release, there was some early word of mouth that was saying some really good stuff about the film, but I'm again, try not to get too hyped. But it arrived on streaming uh, on Friday just past, which was the 5th, I believe, and yo, this film is pretty hype. Some people are saying it's the best in the franchise. While I wouldn't go that far, I would say it's the best film in this franchise since the original and does some really interesting things while remaining true to what the franchise is and leaving the door open for some interesting possibilities in the future. But before we get into any of that, we'll talk about the story, characters and presentations. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump in. Alright, so the plot for this film can be summed up as the following. The story revolves around Naru, a Comanche warrior protecting her tribe from a highly advanced alien predator that hunts humans for sport, fighting against the wilderness and fur traders to keep her people safe. And that is a way for me to describe the film without going into serious spoilers. So some of the major things that I appreciate about this film is the setting and uh, time it's taking place in. Normally when you go about and do a prequel to a major franchise, it normally spells out that you're running out of ideas, but this one actually worked out pretty well. The idea of taking it a few centuries back to 1719 with an indigenous tribe going up against the predator while also dealing with like the first set of colonizers who came over to America was a very interesting idea on paper and to see it executed was pretty good as well. I like how deliberately slow and methodical that this film is that you get to take in all the individuals who are involved in this film getting to see the the way of the land how animals factor into this film whether they be predators or prey themselves how the hunters hunt, how the healers do their thing, and how the indigenous tribe is, you know, just doing their thing and think about and handle certain things. And then when, you know, shit hits the fan inevitably later on down the line, how they, you know, handle it. With some taking to the situation as best they can and with, you know, varying degrees of success, essentially. But... It was really cool how they took it back to basics, sort of like what they did with Predators from 2010, but I felt like this one understood the assignment just a little better, rather than doing a proper imitation of what came before. It found new inventive ways to redesign what we've come to expect from human and uh, predator encounters. And there are some fun spins on established, like, you know, lore and canon that we know. And to see how the tension slowly builds, how the audience is presented with the Predator and, like, you know, the slow signs that things are about to converge, it was wonderful. And the action was well done, the violence was pretty darn good, and the payoff towards the end of the film was pretty good as well. And I really enjoyed how... It just felt fresh, yet familiar at the same time, and it felt earned. Everything that happened in this film felt like it was done with purpose, and I'm quite annoyed that I didn't get the chance to see this in the cinema. Now, granted, I understand why this film was 
you know, put on streaming because the Predator franchise, for as much potential as there is to create some good stuff, it's had diminishing returns with every new entry since, like, you know, the original came out. And while there have definitely been some, you know, high points here and there within some of the sequels, most of it has just not been able to fully capitalize and tell a compelling story with good action that didn't feel like a repeat of what was done before or deviated too far from what we've seen but like as i said before this feels like a happy medium of taking what you liked about the original but changing the setting doing some unique things with it and uh, giving you an ending that felt satisfactory it was consistently good throughout i just loved the atmospheric moody melancholy tone about it and then when the action started to kick off you really started to feel a little bit of fear and tension and yeah it was just it was solid so solid all right and now it's time to talk about the cast who all did a pretty darn good job with what they were given i like the fact that this cast is probably the smallest cast that we've gotten for a film in the predator franchise but it just meant that we got to spend more time with the main characters and enhanced them to the point where we gave a crap about what they did and when you know they got into danger we feared for their lives essentially uh but there's only two main people i really want to talk about and that is amber mid thunder and dakota beavers as naru and uh tabe at least i think that's how you say his name amber mid thunder as naru was great one of the things I appreciate about her is that she is clearly a capable warrior who just hasn't been given her opportunity to become a warrior because of the nature of how their tribe conducts themselves. And it's one of the sort of things where men go about and be the warriors and it is the women that stay behind to do all the housework and do the healing and that kind of stuff. So yes, there is one of those sort of stories where it's about a female who was stepping into a more male dominated like department and then you know rising up to become you know was it an accomplished warrior but the thing is unlike a bunch of other films where they present a uh, female with an obstacle that you know needs to be conquered and they do it in a way that just feels artificial and you know just uh, forced this one felt earned you could see that she was plenty capable from the outset and it wasn't so much that like you know is it uh there was no struggle no progression for her she earned everything that she did she got to you know go up against like you know is it foes that were tougher than her and you know was it come out on top because she had the know-how and not just the strength to go about and take on you know was it some of the individuals that she ha happened to go up against and her encounters with the uh the predator were really thrilling really good and she sold everything that she did i really appreciate this character and dakota beavers as tabe her brother i quite liked him as well he was the brother who was uh, you know very cool very confident he's uh, an accomplished warrior hunter and you know he is definitely a breadwinner for the tribe um he also cares for his sister but also doesn't want to see her get hurt um and he believes in her like skills but he doesn't give her her due as much as he should but these two as a pair they have like some really good like back and forth together seeing how their relationship like you know is it uh grows slash like you know changes over the course of the movie is good and i thought he was just a compelling character as well and the rest of the cast they 
all have their moments to shine as well but it's mainly just like the brother and sister who are like the core characters of this film so now it's time to move on to the presentation and good lord this film looks really really good i adore how many wide like you know extremely wide shots we get of just the environment of the big forest open field locations we really, it felt like I was watching a Lord of the Rings film with all these big sweeping shots of, you know, the environment where you get to see mountains and grasslands and forests and streams and rivers. It all looked so well done. And I like how from those big wide areas, you get to go to some of these more intimate locations, whether it's inside a teepee or in like a more secluded forest and the way in which they handle the lighting, the different times of day that are shown and the color scheme that they get to use for some of these locations it really exudes like you know was it uh you know some of the emotional like uh, elements that you get from this film the different times of day which uh you know present different moods that you get into with certain parts of the film it's uh it's lighting is really good the use of color is really cool and the action itself when it goes down mm, so nice this might feature some of my favorite predator kills for a while. I would say if we were to go with how the action was handled in the Predator franchise, I would probably say it would be the original, then this, and then Predators from 2010 in terms of how I like how the action was handled. There were some really good long takes where there was not too many cuts where we got to see the Predator or Naru take out a bunch of dudes with you know, was it their weapons? The Predator weapons in this film were pretty cool with like some slight changes to the formula of what we've gotten before, but some interesting uses of established weaponry that we've seen before as well, which is good. This Predator didn't give a crap, man. He was styling on people in such beautiful ways. I love the physicality of him. I love how practical a lot of it was, even though there was some use of CGI, but it wasn't to this film's detriment. It felt correct and really well handled. And yeah, man, just there was some really good violence in here. Some really just like almost cringy kind of stuff, but in that good kind of way. This film understood the assignment and it features certain stuff towards the end which might be some of my favorite stuff i've seen in this franchise the choreography that went into this was really good i loved the way it was shot and the film score by sarah shanada i'm not sure how to say her last name but her film score for this was pretty good i had to look her up because i wasn't sure she'd worked on anything after this she's worked on a few other films but she has like her other credits in doing additional music and uh, score arrangements for stuff from The Expendables 2 to the Now You See Me movies and working on the Assassin's Creed and Call of Duty games. So she definitely has a lot of work underneath her belt in supplementary worlds, but also, you know, working on her own film scores as well. And I thought that this film score was suitably atmospheric. It was very slow and quiet, but definitely built it built up in uh, you know some of the more like uh, craziest sequences and how it again sort of reflected the indigenous tribes with like uh, some of the vocals involved was really really nice so yeah in conclusion i would say that this is the best film in this franchise since the original i know some people are saying that this is the best ever i can't quite say that myself 
Now, that is definitely partially due to nostalgia, but I also think there's something super tight and well-crafted about the original that just hasn't been topped just yet. But I feel like this film just had the most consistent through line of any Predator film that came out beforehand. The cast was solid, it looked wonderful, the action was spectacular, and the main characters involved, especially Naru, were compelling and I gave a crap about them so that when, you know, things were happening, I was, you know, engaged and wanted to see them through to the end. I would definitely recommend this film. And if you've been checked out the franchise, give this one a watch. You'll enjoy it. So now I turn it to you, ladies and gentlemen. Have you seen Bullet Train or Prey? And if so, what did you think about them? Did you like them, dislike them, or were you indifferent? Let me know in the comment section below or hit me up on Twitter where I'm at hypersonic 55 or at FilmFocus55. Check out the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and all the other places where uh, podcasts can be found. Check out the Facebook page, and uh, yeah, that'll be it. Thank you for listening as always, and until the next time, this is the Hypersonic 55 signing out. Peace.